Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Here on Dayton's ESPN Radio Station, 1410 Wing AM. Getting a lot of reaction regarding the conversation involving the three main quarterbacks from last season. And you can talk four if you want to include two attack by Loa. But again, uh, the injuries, have that you know that part of the equation has taken him out of the conversation. But you look at Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. Joe Burrow going to be drafted number one overall by the Bengals. But as I said earlier, real frustrated with the fact that on Gola Wingo today, uh, Mel Kuyper was asked about, hey, if Trevor Lawrence was in this year's draft, would Joe Burrow go over Trevor Lawrence, or would Trevor Lawrence be the you know the presumed favorite at this point? Here's the here's the deal. As impressive as Joe Burrow was this year, Mel Kiper would go on to say that Joe Burrow would easily be still the number one overall pick. Now I, I don't buy that because if Trevor Lawrence and Tua Tagovailoa were coming out of the draft right now together, it would still it would be so. I mean, everyone would say Trevor Lawrence over Tua easily, no questions asked. But now, but you look at Joe Burrow and Tua, and there are people out there, not Bengals fans, that are saying, hey, you know, that Tua is actually the best quarterback in this draft still, even with the injury concerns. So my thing is, is if there's still the conversation about, hey, maybe Tua is still the best quarterback of the quarterbacks remaining, I have a hard time believing that Joe Burrow would easily be the number one clear consensus favorite over Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence would easily be the number one favorite quarterback to come out of the draft this year if he was in, which I still think is wrong because if Justin Fields was involved in this conversation, I think that he is more impressive than Trevor Lawrence last year, and I think that what he accomplished last year was more impressive than what Joe Burrow did. Now, Joe Burrow won a national championship in a Heisman, so I'm not taking anything away from him, but at the same time, I still think that Justin Fields has been disrespected greatly. Justin Fields, as I mentioned earlier, threw, completed 238 of his 354 passes. That's, I mean, completed 67% of his passes. Trevor Lawrence completed 65% of his. Joe Burrow completed 76% of his, which that's a great jump. But I'm looking at how many times each quarterback threw, 527 for Joe Burrow, 407 for Lawrence, 354 for Justin Fields. So the fact that Trevor Lawrence only threw for 400 more yards than Justin Fields did last year, I mean, <laughs> when 60 less passes than Trevor Lawrence. And like I said earlier, of the three quarterbacks, the only quarterback that had a running back hit the ball 300 times was Justin Fields. J.K. Dobbins rushed the ball for 2,000 yards on 301 attempts. He threw the ball 50 more times than his running back had carries. Trevor Lawrence threw the ball 200 more times than his running back had carries. Joe Burrow threw the ball, uh, as I mentioned, 300 more times than his running back had carries. That's that's weird. That I mean, not weird, but that's, that just shows you how impressive Justin Fields was last year. Let's go to Ed and Dayton. What's up, Ed? Well, yeah, I wanted to call, talk about quarterbacks, but first, something is really mystifying me. Why is Travis Atn with his speed... Why is he coming back to Clemson? I mean, that that is a mystifying thing to me. He could be like a top, probably a first-round pick. I, I don't understand. Why would you come back risking injury? 
That one kind of threw me off as well. This isn't a strong running back class this year in the draft. So he, in my opinion, would be the first running back taken off the board. Uh, and I think he would have been top 15 at that point. So I, I'm with you. Ed, I was a little surprised that he was going back to Clemson because I don't think that he's going to improve his draft status for next season um, unless his goal is just, hey, I want to win a national championship. And I think Clemson, I mean, I think, I know, Clemson already is the favorite to win it all next year. Uh, and he must feel pretty good about that. And he's taking his chances there. But running backs are not... Not being as sought after, uh, you know, and you know, moving forward as what they have in the last couple seasons. Does it make you feel that Clemson has to be giving him something to come back? I mean, if, if I'm going to make money in the NFL, starting when I sign the contract, why? I mean, it just. I think it's it's sad to say, but I think for sure some of these big programs are paying guys like Alabama, Ohio State. You know, hopefully not Ohio State, but. Well, yeah, but I mean, I know you said hopefully not Ohio State. Look, I mean, I know our fandom <laughs> wants to think that our teams do it the right way. Everyone's team does some sneaky right. stuff behind the scenes, including Ohio State. They just don't get caught. Um, you know, so that's the, I mean, that's the thing. Alabama, you know, they get close to getting caught at times. They don't get caught. I just think it's sometimes if the NCAA really wanted to pin one of these programs for something, they would find a way. Uh, but, no, I see what you're saying with that. I mean, I think people raised that same red flag a few years ago when Cardell Jones announced that he was coming back, when it made no damn sense for him to come back whatsoever. Uh, but he did, and it created that, you know, JT Barrett, Braxton Miller, Cardell Jones conversation. Obviously, Braxton goes to wide receiver, but it led to that conversation of should JT have lost his job due to injury, and to a guy that only played three games down the stretch, but those three games were the biggest three games in program history. So, no, I'm with you. There, there's been times in Ohio State where you've had to question that. Well, one last thing. Um, I agree totally with what you're saying about Burrow. And uh, the thing I'm looking at, now you remember Brady came in, Joe Brady came in, and his numbers went way up. Well, they threw a lot of passes, easier passes, you know, those speedy receivers. If you look at a lot of his completed passes, they were short passes that he can make. Now, you transition Burrow coming to the Bengals and Zach Taylor calling the plays, that's a whole new ball game. And is that offensive line, you know, is he a mobile enough quarterback for that offensive line to give him time to throw? That's another thing you've got to think about. So. Oh, that, but you would have to ask yourself, I mean, that's the... Take talent out of it. I mean, that's those are the questions that would exist for Andy Dalton. Those are the questions that would exist for Justin Herbert, Tua, Cam Newton. Anyone that you put behind that Bengals line, that question would exist, uh, regardless of who it is. But yeah, that's. I mean, that's going to be the biggest thing. Joe Burrow's success is going to be based on that offensive line. The Bengals have done a good job addressing a lot of needs. I'm just frustrated that they again have yet to address the offensive line in free agency. They spend all that money, but they don't attack the one area that is their most vulnerable, and that's that line right now. Yeah, I think the tackle and guard position still weak, don't you? Who's, who's the right guard? Um, I mean, they're going to be getting, obviously relying on Jonah Williams to come back. And, and right, but he's left tackle. I'm talking yeah. about... Um, the right, the right, the right side's kind of weak still. So the whole damn line's weak. I ain't, I ain't convinced that that line's strong at all, Ed. <laughs> okay, hey, have a good one, bud. Uh, you get, you do a great show. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Take care. All right. All right. All right, four five seven nine four six four. Uh, if you're just tuning in, just having this conversation about why is Justin Fields continuing to get disrespected in this because. 
look at, and, and by the way, we'll get to some reaction on Twitter. Tony on Twitter says, uh, are you doing some day drinking again? What title does Fields have? Thought so. I'm really not sure what titles have to do with this. I mean, that's a, if we're having a debate of who has had the most, like if we're having the, who's the best college quarterback, that's fine. But when we're talking about the success of these guys, you know what? I'm still buying into Justin Fields and what he's done. Justin Fields, I mean, if we're buying into one season performances on these guys. Like, I know Joe Burrow was at LSU for two years, but Joe Burrow was not the same Joe Burrow in those two years at LSU. He was a completely different quarterback last year compared uh, to 2018. Like, that, Joe Burrow is not the, is, I, I don't care. I mean, I'm basing his, I'm basing my analysis on Burrow off of one year and his great one year compared to Haskins' great one year to Justin Fields' great one year. Uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence's best year is still not as impressive as some of those other guys. But what I do love about Trevor Lawrence is that he has been put two back-to-back successful seasons together, something we have not seen from Justin Fields through no fault of his own because he hasn't had that chance yet to be a starter back-to-back years. Uh, you know, we I've seen Trevor Lawrence do it in back-to-back seasons. I've seen him play at a Heisman-like level back-to-back seasons. Okay, We didn't get to see Haskins do that at Ohio State. That was the big question mark for him going into the draft was, oh, we only saw one great season out of him. You know, Joe Burrow, you at least got to start back-to-back seasons. We only saw one great season out of Joe Burrow. That should alarm you. Yes, it's the last season. The most recent season was his best. But at the end of the day, you got to watch him for two years. He only had one legit year. That's a problem. Justin Fields has had a dominant year and his only year as a starter. We'll see what he does in year two. I like Trevor Lawrence. He's more consistent. He does it every single year. He's going to do it again this season already. Uh, you know, the favorites, according to a lot of sport books out there heading in, Clemson already the favorites to you know to get back to the national championship game and win two of the last three. I'd say they have a pretty good shot of doing that. Four five seven nine four six four. Um this one says look at the hardware those other quarterbacks have. That's why Fields is being left out to win the title and a Heisman and then your argument has merit. Yeah, maybe. I mean, look, it comes down to, to me, it's not about winning a Heisman and winning a national title. I've always compared the college football playoff, and I've always kind of talked about that the way we do the Mar- about March Madness. When we talk about success of players and coaches in college basketball, we don't talk about national championships or players of the year or anything like that. What we talk about is, well, how many times have you been to the NCAA tournament? And that's kind of where we're at now with Ohio State, with Clemson, with Alabama, although Clemson and Alabama, they keep racking up championships left and right. But we judge these coaches and players and teams right now based on how many times have they made it to the college football playoff. But four five seven nine four six four. someone said Trevor Lawrence, 6'5", NFL build. I completely get that. I completely get that. But again, we've seen quarterbacks come in regardless of size and have success. I don't really care about the size of the quarter. I don't, I don't buy into all those metrics about the hand size and about the height and everything. Sure, some of those things lead to advantages for some of these QBs and some of these players at other positions. But I'm not going to sit here and act like, oh, that Trevor Lawrence is better than everyone else because he's taller. <laughs> like that's not how I'm going to judge it. Trevor Lawrence is the real deal. So is Justin Fields. But when we try to sit there and act like Trevor Lawrence is the only good quarterback in next year's class, ridiculous. Four five seven nine four six. Or we'll be back in a moment. 